views expressed in this program are those of the participants. Hey, Tommy, Tommy. Here we Tommy, go again. Tommy, 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 <laughs> I'm Daniel Metz. I'm Robert Vaughn. And this is the Daniel Metz Show. I should say, I am Tommy. <laughs> Very good. I like it. This is the Tommy Robinson Show. Quote, if Donald Trump was in England, he would be arrested and tried on hate speech. The mayor would make sure of it. The dark forces that have been at play in the American elections, in all of politics in America, are the same dark forces that are sentencing me today. Your freedoms are going to go in the same way. If the Democrats were in power now, it would already be done. They will erode and erode, chip, chip, chip. And whilst they do it, the corporate globalist media will celebrate it, support it, run the fake narrative, run the agenda, and destroy anyone's names. Britain has already fallen. Our judiciary system is corrupt. Our politicians are corrupt. Our media are corrupt. The message to America, hold on to the things you love. Freedom, because it will go, and it'll go like that. Stated Tommy Robinson during an interview with Katie Hopkins during his walk to court and finally to prison on July 14th, 2019. I advise everyone check out this video in its entirety because it is chilling. Yeah. And what makes this situation so astonishing is the fact that this is England, the country that spawned the foundation of freedom, the Magna Carta, yet they're willing to take down a journalist to subject him to harm and possible death for the act of daring to report on what was the greatest failure of Britain and European Union as a whole, mass immigration of Muslims and the ramifications thereof. So England is, so Robert, <laughs> is England truly lost? And if so, how soon shall we in North America follow? Uh, yeah, it's lost, all right. It's unfortunate, but when we here in Canada and on this show and on Just Right or whenever we're talking, talk about how good we have it in the West and how great our culture is compared to some of the S-holes in the world, um, I don't know that we can continue to say that for very much longer. Um, England, Great Britain, the UK is no longer a model that we can point to and say, look, this is the good part of the world, let's be like them. No, we can't do it anymore. Um, if, if what's happening to Tommy Robinson um, can go unchecked, then England's lost. Yeah, it's lost. Mind you, somebody pointed out, it may, it may have been Katie Hopkins, I don't know, but pointed out there's London and then oh, there's the UK. The rest, yep. Because that's like, saying that Canada is like Toronto and no, no way <laughs> is it like Toronto. No, so, Toronto should be its own country pretty much. Maybe we should say perhaps that London has certainly fallen. Mm. Yeah. But England, but, I and it's, a, it's very interesting because he, it's not even a criminal charge, it's not even a conviction, it's contempt, which is a civil matter, and you're either held in or found in contempt. And he's the first journalist in almost a century to go be sentenced to prison for being in contempt. Mostly what happens is the usually the publisher or the company that hires a journalist is fined, a small fine, and everybody just goes on their merry way. So they're doing this explicitly to silence him and they're put it, they put him in one of the worst jails in Britain. It has it houses mass murderers, it houses terrorists. They put him already immediately into isolation for his quote own protection. And we know what happened to him last time he was in prison. 
They put him in isolation. They let him out for, he was in solitary confinement for 23 hours a day, let out for a half an hour to go run around the courtyard and have Muslims yelling death threats at him and throwing poo at him and feces matter and all this stuff and threatening him and then put back in, that's torture. They're, they are deliberately torturing him. And it's sanctioned by the courts and it's sanctioned by the government. I just wonder how long the people are going to put up with stuff like this. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm very pleased to see the kinds of reception that he gets on the street and, and mm. the kind of reception that even Tommy has said that he's getting on the street. because He's he never bought we, a beer in a pub. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> and no, he gets such a great reception on the street. And I think that like anything, like here in Canada, you have the elite and then you have people who I was just jostling with there on Friday with the Maxime Bernier announcement here in London. Um, people who get it, people who are smart and intelligent and, you know, get it. And then you have the elite, the people over in England, it would be the, the parliamentarians and the BBC pundits. And um, those people have no clue about what's going on. Tommy gets it. Tommy supporters get it. And there's just so many who don't. What do they think is going to come of this? They've just made him more of a martyr. And if anything happens to him in prison, he'd be even a greater martyr. And that's just going to cause people to rally even harder around his cause. Like, what do they not know just ignore and let it go away is really the only way you can deal with anybody you disagree with who you can't come to terms with? Just make them go away. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't, I'm just thinking about what you said about will people be able to put up with it? Well, it doesn't seem like they are um, rebelling. I mean, you, you still get the same buffoons elected. You still get people watching the BBC and paying their licensing fees. Here in Canada, you still have the same goon show uh, uh, elected. I mean, Pierre Tr uh, Justin Trudeau is poised <laughs> to be uh, the next prime minister, maybe with a minority, with, with the um, coalition with the Greens and the NDP. So it's, um, I don't know what people are going to do. In the United States, the, uh, the refrain is always that we have our Second Amendment to protect us from despotic governments. Well, you've got despotic governments. Maybe yeah. not now with, uh, with Trump in power, but under Obama, you certainly had the worst government and most despotic, dictatorial, criminal government that you've ever seen. And so how's that Second Amendment going for you? And I, don't, I don't see uh, the people. I don't see people um, overthrowing the government. Well, ironically, um, Obama was known as the deporter in chief because he deported more illegals than any president before him, and yet Trump's the one getting blamed for yeah. <laughs> being deported. It's like, okay, all right, it's whatever Obama did was good. Whatever yeah. Trump does is bad. But, but people yeah, are putting I, up with it. Yeah, I don't know. There has to be a tipping point at some point. No pun intended. Because there, I don't, again, is it just going to take a collapse to make people wake up? Or can we turn it around from where we're sitting now? Like, is there, there are support in, there is support in the UK for Tommy, a massive support. They have rallies and they do, but is that going to change anything? Or is it just, you know, just for the sake of show? Look, I did something. I went out and I supported Tommy. Oh, let me click that box for next to the Tory party or the Labour party on my ballot. I don't know. It's hard to tell. There was an ex-police officer in England who did a great video saying that 
protests don't matter. Look at the Gillette Jean in uh, France. Nothing's changed. And oh, yeah, now I've heard about that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's yeah. subsided, apparently. Yeah. It went from, from every day to every Saturday to what happened to that? Yeah. You know, Macron just bided his time. He realizes that protests don't mean anything. And this police officer was saying that if you want any change, you have to vote. Because that's all that they care about is power and control and the vote. And not only vote, but make sure that your vote is accurately counted. Because in the United States now, and perhaps to a lesser degree here in Canada, and I'm absolutely sure in many of our other Western nations, uh, the ballot is being destroyed and corrupted, and there's a lot of fraud going on. So I think we mentioned this in that show, The Path to Freedom, that you've got to yeah. go out there as a scrutineer. You've got to not just vote, but make sure that the votes are counted properly. And, and um, that goes to the very fundament of these people's fear, and that is we, we take the power away from them. You vote them out of office. That's the only thing that they understand, and I think that's true. They don't even, they don't even care about violence. They don't care if the city burns, they'll fiddle away while Rome burns or London yeah, what's, burns. What's the, uh, they, they'd rather rule over the ruins than be just a, one of the regulars in the paradise. It's just that yes. they don't, they, they really don't, they don't care about the viability of the country. They don't care about the economy. They don't care about the people. They care about power. As long as they can say, hey, I'm the minister of this or I'm the prime minister of that, that's all they care about. And they know it's a get-out-of-jail-free get card, too, so they can have all their little Jeffrey Epstein experiences they want and no one will touch them. Yep, no. they live in a, a bubble. They live in a, a world of their own. They are fabulously wealthy, these parliamentarians, these House representatives in the, in the United States. I mean, you just have to ask yourself, how can Nancy Pelosi earn the millions and millions that yep. she has from a speaker's salary. You can't. There's corruption going on at all levels. Oh, and these the Clintons people are, are fabulously king wealthy. And queen. Yeah, fabulously wealthy, living lifestyles in gated communities on, on yachts and their own private jets, and they don't give a tinker's cuss about the little guy. <laughs> yeah, and it's funny, I, I seem to remember some war back in the 1700s, was it, that was supposed to get rid of the elites? <laughs> yeah. Now they just vote them in. Yeah. That's all they did. They just changed it from a monarchy to a democracy, but this power structure is still the same. And the, the, the um, accountability, is, it seems virtually almost the exact same thing. Back in the day, they used to have to kill the king or queen to change power structures. Now they just vote them out occasionally, but it doesn't happen very much. The deep state's always still there. You've got all the bureaucrats that are always still there. And I don't know if anything is ever going to change. Wow, I just depressed the crap out of myself. <laughs> Why are we doing this, Robert? I give up. <laughs> no, no, no. As long as we have the vote and we have, as long as we're still able to um, speak somewhat freely. We've lost free speech here in Canada, but as long as we can say some things, um, then there's no need for violence just yet. Let's continue to work the well, system. Well, we already have violence. We have Antifa. Oh, no, but I'm talking about the right side getting violent. Oh, okay, no, the right side, yeah. <laughs> that that scares me actually going forward because I just wonder where the pressure point's going to be, where the people that we like to think are the good guys because are going to be pushed too far and have to retaliate yeah. in ways that we wouldn't approve of. But what's, what other option do they have? So I don't know. I don't want to get to that place. So hopefully we can keep our free speech and talk about these things and therefore hopefully 
avert any violent conflict in the future, which is what censorship does. It promotes violence. Because when you can't speak, that's your only option. Yeah, so I mean, I look at somebody like Tommy and the support he has, and I st still see the people, the electorate in, in Britain vote these, these people in, and it seems rather sad, I guess, and disheartening. And like you said, well, they did vote for the Brexit. Hell, hell out of myself. <laughs> <laughs> well, they did vote for the Brexit party, though. That is true. Like I say, there's hope, and that's the way to do it, through the ballot box. But don't just vote. Get involved with the politics, get involved with the parties, uh, run yourself if nobody else is running. And um, yeah, the voting, like I said in that show, The Path to Freedom, the voting is the last thing that's done. Most of the other decisions have been made and not by you. Like who is the leader of the party? Who is the candidate that's running in your riding or district? Those things, those decisions are extremely important and people leave it up to other people to do. And as long as you do that, leave your responsibility and up to other people, then of course you're going to be run over. Because the left know this. They're out there, you know, hustling to make sure that the left are the only candidates, even in right so-called conservative parties, that the left or Republican parties, that the candidates out there are corruptible, uh, or hold the, the left opinions and you only have yourself to blame if you didn't get, get involved at the riding level, if you didn't get involved in selecting candidates and leaders of parties. You know that Maxime Bernier lost out on the Conservative Party leadership by I think it was 0.065% of the vote, less than 1%. Yeah, thanks Derry Cartel. <laughs> yeah, thanks Derry Cartel and they just signed up as members just yep. really quick and then they took over the convention and that's how it's done. That's how it's done, people. Get involved. Yeah. And keep talking about stuff too. I think that's the big point. Start your own web, your show, podcast, start your own show. Talk about the issues that are important to you and get in contact with other people who share your opinions and then you find, or challenge your opinions. And then you can create a network of people that you can mobilize when you need to. And I think that's a really big thing. And I like that about the internet community. I love like going and watching Sticks or watching Matt Christensen or Sargon of Akkad and seeing a community of people who actually are supporting each other and share the same values and the same hopes and speak their minds and aren't afraid of censorship and aren't afraid of the backlash. And I think that's really First Amendment is where, the, never mind the Second Amendment, it's the First Amendment, that's the most important value. It's true. It's a fundamental value. Yeah. Yeah. All and others don't, will fall if you do not have that. It's true. And in Canada, we're starting to lose it with Motion 103 and Bill C-16, compelled speech. So, yeah, the thin edge has already been shoved in there and it just had to be pushed a little more and then we've lost it all. So, yeah, get out there and get involved. So we're all Tommy Robinson. So all together now. Hey, Tommy, Tommy. Tommy, 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 Tommy Robinson. Cheers. If you've enjoyed this presentation, visit justrightmedia.org for more programming that's not right-wing, it's just right. Thank you.